0: Who's in charge over there? This is aggravating me now. What? Well, I can't count on you people? Blood, this is for the tears. This is for my pain and my plight. Two walk in, but only one of us is walking out of here tonight. I'm a survivor. A fight with my life. Come on, the stronger. I will arrive. I'm a survivor. survivor. Of
1: my life. My life. I'm I'm what is up, people? It is that time again. This is Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, joined, of course, by the one and only Mr. T5 himself, Travis. Johnny Cage still owes him 500 bucks for those sunglasses. Smith.
0: And them damn things ain't
1: cheap, no. Nope. I figured it'd appreciate that Mortal Kombat reference. Which, by the way, I watched the new one a second time. That shit ain't getting old. (laughs) I dug the movie, man. What could I say?
0: Man, I liked it, man. I know they got a lot of of nitpicky and and jokey-joke and all that stuff. I liked it. I was thoroughly entertained.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it's a dumb, fun movie. Uh, yeah, that's the point,
0: right? It's not gonna be a damn dramatic tour de force or anything, uh, roller coaster ride of emotions. Yep, <laughs> it was good, it was fun. I liked it
1: exactly, I,
0: uh, and I most definitely liked the setup. So,
1: yep, I agree. All right, so with that. We got plenty to talk about with that one, but we'll start off with wrestling. I'll start off with a little something on the smaller side, but I got to say this, man. Mercedes Martinez and Raquel Gonzalez, more, please.
0: Yeah, yes, lots more. Like, they beat the crud out of each other, man. I mean, I like it. I'm I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some people thought why... I'm sure there's probably some people who thought why... Give uh, Raquel Gonzalez the belt. Have her take it from Yoshi Rai. That's why.
0: <laughs> if you had to ask that question, you haven't been watching NXT, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. But yeah, I dug that. I dug every second of that one. It, all I could think in the back of my my head was crowd chants of "We want more. We want more." Oh yeah, they are beating the crap out of each other. Like, I'm down for that. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And you know, speaking of Mortal Kombat, so the creators apparently one of the creators behind that seem to be on board with the idea of wanting to cast the Miz to be Johnny Cage. And you know, you know what? I'm down. He's
0: damn near playing, he's damn near been playing the gimmick the last couple of years. The A-lister who thinks he's more famous than he really is. Cocky, arrogant, got a joke here and there. All he has to do is learn some martial arts and he'd be straight.
1: Yep, and the sunglasses.
0: And definitely the sunglasses.
1: Yeah, so I have no issue with that. I mean, seriously, the second I...
0: learn Flip punch like Johnny Cage? That's a wrap.
1: Yep, you know, the second I saw, I read that, I was like, you know what? That really is not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, he, like I said, he's damn near been playing Johnny Cage the last couple of years.
1: Right. I mean, he's pretty much been doing that his whole career. So why the hell not?
0: Yep. Ever since he's been doing the, the whole A-lister gimmick, he's been he's damn near been Johnny Cage.
1: Exactly. But, you know, um I got to say, after watching SmackDown this past week and, of course, the previous week, you know, I think I'm starting to get why Roman didn't drop the belt at Mania. Because you look at Daniel Bryan, you look at Edge, two veterans, both have held the belt before, or a world title before. I don't think they want that to be how Roman drops the belt. They want somebody, look, Think of it like this right now. Let's play devil's advocate with Cesaro. A fresh face, never held a major title, will more than likely gain instant stardom if you're the one that dethrones Roman right now. Mm -hmm. And right now, the way I see it with Cesaro, you're never going to get a better shot with him than this.
0: Shit, you ain't lying. Like they building they building it up real good right now. They had Daniel Bryan uh co-signing for him. They had him talking him up. Hey, hey, you know what? When I win this title, you you gonna get the first uh, see, Roman Roman not gonna get a rematch, you're gonna get the first match. So he over here talking them up, talking them up. And next thing you know, uh Daniel Bryan, bam, puts on a banger of a match with Roman and he loses. Clean. But mm-hmm. next thing you know, you got you know, Jay Uso and then the numbers game, and they about to the, the mollywop uh, Brian anyway, even though he already lost. Cesaro comes out, makes the save, and they got him in a baby face in peril, got him hemmed up, make him watch. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's your boy, huh? It's your partner, huh? Go watch, watch what I do. Him. One man can chair to him. Wow. Now what you gonna do? So now, he, so now they got beef. Yeah. Ooh, but he got he he got numbers he gotta overcome. Cause Seth Rollins in the back, like, hmm, Cesaro, huh? Hmm, you think this is over, huh? So he got numbers he has to overcome. So they gonna build him up real nice. As I like to say, build a up, make him look strong.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like it like I said, you know, you're not gonna get a better shot than this right now with Cesaro. You have a fresh face like him dethrone Roman Reigns where basically everyone is screaming for his head at this point it will be mega stardom like within a split second for Cesaro if he does this
0: and not only that but it's, it's somebody who like the consensus of wrestling fans WWE fans, wrestling fans, whatever all been clamoring for him to get a shot Forever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me repeat that. Forever.
1: Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is bigger than when people wanted to see Brian at the top. This is way bigger than that.
0: Way bigger, because, man, like, everybody's been like, man, they ain't doing nothing with Cesaro. Well, they ain't doing nothing with Cesaro, man. I can't wait this contract up. He need to go. He need to go reunite with Prince Hero. They ain't doing nothing with Cesaro for years, dude. Years. Mm-hmm. No solo stuff. Just tag team stuff. Like no Russell. The dude just got his Wrestlemania moment, but solo when for the first time. Yeah. You know how long this dude been with the damn
1: company? Too long.
0: Bruh. I mean, man, dude, like, seriously, this, this is like, this is almost, man, I don't know what else is bigger than, man, but this is a long time, let's put it that way, it's been a long time coming that they, they finally pulled the trigger on him. Start, stop, pushings. Start, stop, pushings for this dude It's all it's been, man, most of this dude's career. Little, uh, other than tag title runs, start stop pushes. So now that they, you know, actually pull the trigger on him, I hope they go through with it and you know, give him a give him a shot. Because like you said, right now Roman Reigns is like red hot, mm-hmm. red hot uh heel heat. Like this dude pissed everybody off. And it's good heat. Cause man, ever since he kept, came back. Bruh, like he's been doing the, the best work.
1: Oh, without a shadow of uh, doubt. You, you you you
0: like what he's doing, but you hate his guts. <laughs> You're like, man, the the tone of his voice, the the arrogance, he just feels like he's entitled. You just want somebody to smack the dust off of him. And it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, when you got his own home state booing the hell out of him and screaming for somebody to just knock his block off, that's when you know you got gold with this guy in terms of his heel heat. Yep. But yeah, all up I'm I am pleading to WWE when I say this regarding Cesaro, do not screw us. Do not screw this up.
0: Man, for some reason, like, SmackDown and Raw exist in two different planes of existence. Because SmackDown was, like, pretty damn good. Yeah,
1: it was solid. Raw, what however.
0: Raw was, like, like tragedy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've gotten to the point where even if I record it and then just fast-forward through the BS, even that feels like a chore with Raw.
0: (laughs) You gotta sit there and fast-forward and you're like,
1: (laughs) even the fast-forwarding is painful. It really
0: is. (laughs) Just fast-forwarding, the thing feels like work. I've done it. It's like, and Waiting for a good place to land Waiting for a good place to stop Oh, more crap Oh, that looks like crap Oh, more crap Yeah (laughs) It's hard
1: And this whole, look, this whole thing with Alexa Bliss Look, basically all they're gonna do with her is make her this she fiend or whatever With this lily And I'm just, I am just seriously just gonna take a towel, throw it, and say Oh, fuck this (laughs)
0: Dude, all I can do is make jokes and stuff to make to keep myself from being disappointed and crying. Cause this is so whack. Oh my God. Little Lily, it's a Lily, Lily. I I'm like, what the hell is this? I like this ugly ass <laughs> It's so tragic, dude. They took something so good, so awesome, and Dude, all over it. Deuced all over it. You take whatever Bray Wyatt comes up with and just find a way to screw it up. Like, just leave the dude alone. Leave him to his own devices. You take anything cool this dude does and just monks it up, man. Oh, man. I don't know, bro.
1: And don't even get me started on "quote unquote" RK bro.
0: (laughs) Time out. Why was that the most entertaining thing on Raw?
1: (laughs) It's like, what is it entertaining that you're that we're basically just waiting for Orton to screw to just stab Matt Riddle in the back or B for the. Second or third straight week in a row, you've turned Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin into cannon fodder.
0: That's a damn shame that one just just about a month ago, they were tag team champions on Raw. Riding high on the on the Hurt business. Right. Fast forward a month later, they've broken up from the hurt business, lost their titles. And now their job to the War Raiders and now to R-K-Bro. Okay, we see how important tag team wrestling is to WWE. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming.
1: Yeah, and speaking of tag team wrestling and how important that is, oh, where the hell are the tag team champions for Raw? We haven't seen them since Wrestle Freaking Mania.
0: I think one member of the tag team champions might be slightly injured, I think. Nobody has like a hundred percent confirmed that and WWE show ain't gonna snitch on themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it's COVID or anything, but I I think one of them might be like slightly injured and it's not AJ.
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like with with Raw <laughs> The only way to get through it is if you're doing the Mystery Science Theater 3000 treatment on Raw. Like, you gotta make fun of it in order to endure it.
0: Oh, dude, that's what I do all the time. (laughs) That's the only way, man. Like, I was sitting there watching on Raw, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, and they had, like, the Alexis doing a little story time on the swing, talking about... Uh, uh she pushed the little girl down and took her ice cream when she was little. And I was like, yeah, man, shout out to that little girl. She broke her arm and held on to the ice cream.
1: <laughs> Jeez. That,
0: that's dedication. That's a trooper right there. <laughs> <laughs> she should have helped that girl up. That's dedication. That's, that's some good concentration right there. She has more concentration than any of the women in the women's division. Because obviously, they get distracted by everything. Everything? Everything.
1: Right. And you know, the only re- Look, the reason... It's, it's pretty simple. Why SmackDown is a better quality than Raw? Well, two reasons. One, three hours is too much for a weekly show. Second, is the fact that... Well... Fox paid for it. Check. So basically, you have to they have to put in more effort to the to the company that paid like over a billion for the bloody thing. So basically, you give a, over a billion you're a company that gives over a billion dollars to Vince for one of your shows, you got Vince bending over backwards for you. Just simple math on that one.
0: I guess it is, man, because for some reason, they're written by, like, the same damn people, yet one show is, like, ridiculously, like, ridiculously ridiculous. Like, they just sit there and play with our intelligence. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you're not going to remember this one week One week from now. <laughs> We're going to do something totally counterproductive and you're not gonna remember this other week but like yeah we are <laughs> like you're not gonna remember yeah we are
1: <laughs> you know let's, let's
0: do the same let's do the same match we did last week inverse like no no no, no. you just had that match we saw that where's the rest of the, you just showed the rest of the roster in the back hanging out not doing nothing how about you put some of them on tv Nah, that's all right. We'll just go with the same ones we showed last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know I've made a lot of the comparisons to Nitro when it was three hours, but, you know, it's like we kind of teased about last week. Nitro was never this bad.
0: Shit, Nitro didn't give you the same handful of people every week either. Like, if you get around the cruiserweight uh, division, guess what? They had a nice rotation of different people. Television title um uh division, different people, tag team division, different people. You may have had like some of the same people in the main event spot, but every other division had a nice rotation of uh different people every other week. One week you might get uh Malenko versus uh Ultimo Dragon. Another week you might get Hovindu versus Jericho. They had a nice rotation on Raw. Not so much.
1: You know, the, the storylines and booking with Nitro during when they went three hours was garbage. But the one thing that was definitely not garbage were the matches.
0: Oh, yeah, they didn't have about a million DQ finishes or a roll-up victory. Oh, man, bro! If I got to count how many DQ finishes... Roll up victories they got in one night. I'm gonna run run out of room. I'm so serious.
1: Yeah, I mean the the one. I mean the one thing I remember during the final days of Nitro was thinking, how many times are we gonna get Scott Steiner versus Booker T? I mean, it's like you know it. But I'll. I'll on the other hand, with Raw. You have crap storylines. The matches are just rehashed, rehashes of the same thing you've been doing for weeks, and the show has absolutely no direction whatsoever.
0: Like you just, like you just asked, how many times you was you was wondering when how many times you would get Scott Steiner and Booker T. Now you can start wondering how many times you're going to get Drew McIntyre versus uh versus um uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, let's add one more person to the mix.
1: Yeah, and how how many title shots have they given Braun Strowman only to just... He's basically a heavier, bigger version and shaved head version and a beard of Dolph Ziggler. Where you gave him chance after chance and never delivered. For whatever reason. That, unfortunately, is Braun.
0: And it's not like he been injured or he been concussed or it's his fault or anything. They just, ooh, they either A, book him wrong or they just don't pull the trigger on him. Like they should have been pull the trigger on him and let him uh, beat Brock. But no, we gotta make Brock look strong. Uh, he, he needs it more than anybody. He's part time as hell. How about you invest in somebody who's gonna be there every day? How about you do that?
1: You know, I almost feel... Look, I'm happy that Bobby Lashley, they seem... The one thing they seem to be doing right is pushing him to be this champion of champions. But I almost feel bad for him because he's on a show that's freaking drowning itself.
0: Right, man. It'd be be dope if you was, like, the champion on a fire show. But... You, like, you, it's like, it's, it's almost like at that point where you would, like, the one point before, I think, maybe before Mania, where you would watch SmackDown just for Roman Reigns and that's it. Like, you could literally, like, after he finished cutting his promotion, shut the rest of the show down because everything else was crap at the time. It's gotten better, way better. But at that one point before Mania, like, man, everything was whack. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that made sense was Roman Reigns, and it was the most entertaining thing. So right. that's kind of where we're at with Raw. Like, everything is crap, and the only thing that's looking, like, halfway decent is what they're doing with Bobby Lashley.
1: Right. But, you know, over on the other side of the spectrum with... um, with uh, So you got some people that are cheesed off, like the typical... They're the typical marks over on with Impact and AEW about the Omega versus Swan match. And shout out to my boys Dwayne Allen and Brian Waters said this over at the Realm is, what did you really expect was going to happen? I mean, look, look, Omega, like basically Kenny Omega right now is the Roman Reigns with AEW. Like, he is just, like, collecting belts left and right, cocky as hell, thinks he's untouchable. You got people just wanting to see him get his ass kicked. Frankly, that match, Omega and Swan damn near killed each other with that damn thing. But I like how they're, because the thing was, after that match, you wondered with Impact, now what? So you had to more try to try to say, okay, you're the Impact champion, fine. You got to follow the same guidelines as the rest of us here. And then setting up that six-way match to determine who's going to be the one to challenge Omega and be whoever takes the Impact belt from Omega is basically going to be hailed like a hero. So now Impact's got the challenge of trying to figure out who's going to be that guy. And I'm intrigued by it.
0: Dude, I loved it. I loved the build they had for Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Even though I had no doubt in my mind that Kenny was not going to win that damn match. I knew Kenny was going to win it. But the way they built it, the way they sat there and made you think, man. Rich has a little bit of a chance. Mm-hmm. The way they talked it up. Like, everybody was like, oh, don't get me wrong. You're great, Rich, but you're no Kenny Omega. And every, even on commentary, they did such a good job of like, man, aren't you going to talk about Rich? Like, all kind of stuff. Like, dude, every, just little, little things they did to make you think, man, this dude is an underdog. But he still has that little bit of a chance. It could happen. They made you think it could happen. Right. And he beat him. He proceeded to beat the brakes off, of, uh, off of Rich. And it was still a good match. Yeah. It was still a good championship match. I, I liked it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, they made me want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did their job they they did me as a mark
1: mm-hmm. they me
0: and i bought it so therefore i am a mark they got me was, yeah that is what you're supposed to do right you, you're supposed to sell you're supposed to sell this match they sold me on it i bought it and i was enjoyed yeah So uh, i enjoyed it so there you go they did their job congratulations that's how wrestling works in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Just like it did back in the day, it still works the same way. Yeah. You tell a good story, you have two good dudes that can, ro- that can work, and you bring them on in. You rope them on in. And they they, they taught, tied that lasso of truth around me and roped me on in. Because I sure did watch, and I sure did enjoy it. Yeah. Now, what they're doing now with Impact is even better. Because now they're like, hey, we need to rally the troops up Mm -hmm. and get this title back. And uh, in order to do that, we need to see who out of these dudes wants it more. Who's hungry to bring this title back to impact? And you can make new names. You can make or you can build other guys up. Like, right now, we about to get James Storm versus Moose. hmm James Storm already talking trash. Yeah. Oh, I, I like how he brought those two bags, those two lunch bags. He said, yeah, this is going to be an all-day ass-whooping. And my daddy always told me, you always got to pack you pack you a lunch. And he handed him two, <laughs> two lunch bags. I was like, this dude wild. I love it, this dude wild. And Moose. Just like I was saying before, I was like, he feels like he should be the one to bring that title back. But he don't feel, but he's entitled. He feel like he shouldn't have to compete like the rest of everybody else. They should just give him the title shot. And I love it. I'm here for it. If they pull the trigger and let Moose uh, go against Kenny, I'm here for it. If, if they just build them up, I'm here for that too. Yeah, I know the thing is I'm in, I am intrigued. So now you want to see how it play out, or who else gonna be in this uh, this uh six pack challenge?
1: Yeah, I mean you just had uh, Kenny and the Good Brothers screw over or screw the match up with uh, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards, and so now you're left thinking, what's gonna. What's gonna be the retaliation from Scott Demore and Impact? Cause you you can't you gotta oh, imagine. Definitely. Sorry, I was just gonna say, you gotta imagine. They ain't gonna take that one lightly.
0: Oh, neither Eddie or uh Sammy. Have you have you met Sammy? Oh he, yeah. he ain't gonna take that.
1: He don't get yeah. mad, he gets even.
0: Right. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Like once I said, once again, like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next. Because you know, Sammy gonna want clap back. He been clapping back on dudes that ain't even do him nothing. He was messing with Trey Miguel for no reason. He was trying to kill Eddie Edwards for stuff he did long time ago. This dude, not he's messing with dudes that didn't even do him nothing. Look
1: what, look what Kenny and
0: the Good br- the Goodfellas did. Yep. <laughs> they 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 attacked
1: him, mm-hmm. so you
0: know he's gonna clap back.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what what happens here. And by the way, when you brought up Moose, I think this is probably gonna be because I thought when you had Moose versus Swan, you probably weren't gonna. And after Moose lost, I thought that's it. No. I think right now if you're not going to have a better chance with having Moose at the top spot than right now. This is as good as it's going to get, as it gets for I and I want to believe that because I know his contract supposedly was expiring soon. I'm guessing a new deal probably was reached because he's still there. Now
0: see, I had predicted after that loss, even though he took the L, I predicted that I know I was off because I predicted that he was going to uh, interfere in the Rich Swan Championship match, but he didn't. But I was, but I did say that he was going to, you know, entrench himself in that title picture to be the one to try to uh, dethrone Kenny. And I still stand by that one. I think he's going he's gonna to keep pushing himself to be the one to dethrone Kenny. And if he does... He's gonna hope he's gonna lord that over everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Rich, remember what I told you? See, I see what I did. He's gonna look at Scott DeMore face. See, Scott, bro, I told you, bro. I told all y'all. Y'all thought I was delusional. Y'all cracked jokes. Y'all had y'all ha ha hee hees when I when I told you I was the main man around here. Now, look what I got. He's gonna lord that over everybody. I, I stand yep. by it.
1: Yep. The story writes itself right there. It, you couldn't get an easier storyline than that. And, I, and here's the other thing I'll predict. When Kenny does drop the impact belt, don't be surprised if whoever it is that's cha- going to challenge him for the AEW belt is the one that screws him out of that belt. As a way of saying, do I have your attention now?
0: I could see that.
1: And I think if, if they are, if AEW is serious, still has that game plan for hangman, that would be the best way to fire the first shot.
0: That would be like a lot of people feel like, um, some people feel like he should just like start losing the belts, like one after the other. It starts, it starts like this downward spiral type deal. But I kinda like that I kinda like that idea better. Like whoever challenges him for the AEW title, like screws him out of that when he loses the impact title, then he loses another title, then another, then another. To so all he has left is the AEW title. Yeah. Even though some people feel like he should do it in reverse. Like he should lose the AEW title first. And then start losing the other ones. No, I, I agree with know. that. I agree I just with no, it's a great ass storyline right
1: yeah. now. Oh yeah. I agree with what you're saying. The AEW belt should be the last one that he loses. Like, it should be, be just a systematic taking apart of Omega to the point where he is just unhinged. He is just completely losing it. And By the time he faces whoever it is that's challenging him for the AEW belt and that he loses that belt, he is just going to fall apart.
0: Right, like he is just like 100% paranoid on the edge. This is all he got left. He Man, he's supposed to be the best in the world and this is all he got left. He can't lose this title. Man, it would break him Into pieces if you broke, if he lost it. And like you say, he's 100% unhinged. That would be great, especially between him and Hangman.
1: Woo! Mm -hmm.
0: Man, bro. Take all of my money. Absolutely. Take my bitcoins. Take my (laughs) zenny. Take my yen. 20 yen. Take my yen.
1: Yep. And you know, speaking of AEW, you know, we said how we wanted to see Miro and Kip Sabian go their separate ways and Miro move on to better things. Miro, damn near gone crazy, man. Damn it, man. That man's got a family. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He's flipped. Dude.
0: All right, we all said, man, we wish Miro, they would take Miro more seriously and split him up from Sabian. We didn't mean like that, dude. AW said, hold my cup. <clears throat> you wish you your wish has been granted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey
0: damn, they killed that dude.
1: Yeah.
0: He they slammed it, slammed his hand in the door, and then he, he he took he took his head gently and put it against his chest. I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh. oh, nah, bruh. This dude is a monster. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: And as he's as Kip's like just in pain and Miro's holding him, he just goes, I forgive you. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, I'm loving this crap.
0: I'm like, dude, we wanted y'all to split. I didn't want you to break the dude.
1: <laughs> yep. And, got, and then there's the only thing I love more than that the pinnacle. In the inner circle, in their little parlay before, blood the blood and guts match that coming up, and Sean Spears like threw his shots out on the on the mic, but somebody look for a tag on his jacket because Sammy Sammy Guevara owned him.
0: Man, I can't hate on this segment at all. At all. Anybody who touched that microphone literally looked like a star. Sean Spears, that had to be his best promo in AEW since he'd been there. That was his best promo. Yep. And then when he and then when Sammy stepped up. Sammy clap back. <laughs> yep. uh-uh, Sammy clap back. <laughs> you was a failure. You failed everywhere you went. You failed everywhere you have been. You failed at the other place you was at. Man, bro. And then those, let's not talk about FTR. God damn. Yep. Uh-uh, we already knew them boys could could can, can talk. But man, I know y'all just had. I know y'all y'all both are fathers. And you just, you take, man, before you leave, you take your little one and you hold him real, real close. And you bend over and and hug him and kiss him and tell him, Daddy's not coming. How the hell? Yeah. How the hell, bro? You, you wildin'. That was great. Oh, snap. That was great, man. Uh Uh-uh, I can't, I cannot wait.
1: Yep, and then you had. I cannot wait. And they, they calling Santana and Ortiz tame. Oh, you, you guys are gonna see that in this kind of match. That's the last thing they are. And they even said, "You ever been locked up? Cause we have." Yep. It's like it, uh. it's like FTR. They're not locked in with you. You're locked in with them.
0: Uh-uh, that's going to be mad. That's going to be a madhouse in, in that cage, bruh.
1: And then, of course, there's Jericho. And the, MJF said his stuff, but then when Jericho just unloaded on him, saying that, you know what? Yeah, I was a curtain jerker for WCW, and I and I loved every second of it. And just tearing into him and even saying, you're going to have to kill all of us to beat us. I'm like, man, this is just going to be gang warfare with these two.
0: Hell yeah. And what better place to do it than than the double cage, the double uh, ring, and you got two rings encased in a cage, and there's no way out and submit or give up?
1: Submission or surrender. Old school.
0: Submission or surrender? Mm-hmm. oh and then all of them is in it man huh. blood as 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 kind of cheesy as the name is that's exactly what's about to go down blood and or guts
1: <laughs> yep and because I mean you got like th- this kind of match for Santana and Ortiz they live for this kind of match and oh, hell yeah. and the two guys that didn't get to speak, Hager and Wardlow, those two have been aching to just tear each other apart. Like, Hager's never liked Wardlow from the get-go. Now that he's got free reign to just beat the ever-loving crap out of him, Hager's going to savor every second of that. What I
0: love most is, like, the dirty looks they were, give, they were, they were giving each other. Like from Jump Street, when MJF was was uh was first uh politicking to join to join uh, Inner Circle, Wardlow was just shooting daggers at Hager and right back at him, and they had like the most friction, more friction than uh, MJF and Sammy. Like those two were just cutting eyes at you, wouldn't even say nothing. They didn't need the microphone. They didn't need to cut a promo. They just looked at each other dirty. And that and you can tell while everybody else was talking, while Sammy would be saying something, or MJF would be saying something, or Jericho, they standing in the back just shooting lasers at each other.
1: Yep. And Jericho even said, look, they didn't listen to Sammy, and he left the group. They're not going to make that mistake again. And MJF wants Jericho's spot. He's gonna. He, Jericho said it himself. He's gonna have to kill him to take that spot, cause, cause Jericho, he's willing. He knows. Basically, with MJF, it's like, how far are you willing to go to take Jericho's spot? Because Jericho's willing to die for it. Yep. It's,
0: man, his match is gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. It's going It's gonna be. By old
1: Yeah, and the inner circle in Jericho themselves—they've never been more over than this is the most over they've ever been.
0: Hell yeah! I Gee, mean, back in black. Yep, man, bruh. Like the way that the way they got they got did they got did man, and everybody was waiting for them, like man, you know they gonna come back, you know they gotta clap back, you know they gotta clap back, and that beat down they put on Pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Man, bruh.
1: Yep. And God, the way the crowd, they were already doing it, but the way they're just singing along to Judas, man. (laughs) You'd think there was a rock concert. They are just headbanging and loving every second of that.
0: Hell yeah, man.
1: Which, by the way, I still think is probably, if if it's not his best, it's probably one of the best songs Jericho's band Fozzie's put out. Just, I think it is. That's my thought. I, I'm not tired of that song. I, I love it.
0: Me neither. It's just stuck, dude.
1: Once you get to that chorus, man, it, it is just friggin' awesome.
0: Right. I'm in that thing singing along my damn soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm right there with you, buddy. But, um... So, a lot of people have been speculating back real quick with WWE. A lot of people have been speculating now that we saw Brian lose to Roman. Is he retire? Is he going to Raw? Some even said is he going to go to NXT? Honestly, I don't have the slightest clue. Especially when he was talking like he does, he's feeling like he he's feeling like he feels like his full-time status has come to is coming to a head. So, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Man, it's, it's interesting because he's voice, you know, his, his voice is, you know, wants to work, like, freely, like, almost like freelance.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he wants to work with people in other companies that he hasn't wrestled before or that he has wrestled before. And he wants to do some of that. But at the same time, he's also voiced his interest in wrestling like the new cats in NXT. He wants to wrestle a bunch of them. He he has dream matches that he wants to wrestle like uh, Finn Balor, Gargano, Michael Champa, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. He's named a bunch of those cats that he wants to wrestle down in NXT.
1: Mm
0: And man, everybody's down for it. A lot of people want to see him take on Walter like dude oh man like, there's so many there's so many bomb ass matches he can have with the uh, NXT and NXT UK guys so i think he might do a nice run uh uh NXT before his contract is up or anything so i don't know i don't know what's going to happen after you know if he's going to you know go indie and you know do like a freelance type thing or if he's going to, you know, stick around and, and work NXT like Finn Balor is, only on, you know, more reduced schedule. So, who knows?
1: Yeah, but, um, hell, you could even put him in a match with Cross, and I think that would be good.
0: Oh, yeah, that would definitely be – that'd be fire.
1: So, I, um, and like, like I said, Johnny Gargano is another one that he – that he's expressed interest that he'd like to have a match with. Mm-hmm. And I definitely would not have a problem with that one. Which Yeah,
0: like like NXT is loaded with with dudes he wants to work with.
1: Yeah. And speaking of which, we saw um we saw Bronson Reed, he got it. He now has his rematch with he's got his rematch with Johnny Gargano. So, the question I asked you before the show, I'll ask again is it? Do you think WWE ac- or NXT is actually going to pull the trigger with Bronson Reed?
0: I think they could because Johnny has held the belt for a while. Right. And he doesn't necessarily need it. Agreed. You've gotten, gotten to the point where he's like, kind of like Adam Cole status, where he doesn't need the belt and he's kind of over without it Mm -hmm. or he's kind of he's entertaining without it and you know he he really doesn't need it so if you put him in a championship match with somebody who's who's on the come up it's gonna help them out more so i think he'll if he you know drops the title to bronson reed you know it'll do bronson reed a lot more because right. you know, you're facing somebody of Johnny Gargano's stature. He's he's done it all in NXT. Tag titles, North American title, um, world title, he's done it all. So I think it was definitely up uh Bronson Reed's stock if they pull the trigger on him.
1: Yeah. But I you know, I gotta say with NXT, a couple things that entertained the hell out of me. I loved LA Knight's uh interview talking about bragging about beating uh Dexter Loomis. Seriously, anytime that guy gets on the mic, I'm busting up over it.
0: Most definitely.
1: But I also got a kick out of the Adam Cole interview. Still cocky as ever. And clip- I dig that. I
0: dig I dig that that Kyle O'Reilly's still watching him, mm-hmm. keeping tabs on him, even though, you know, their beef is kinda sorta over. And and and, and Adam Cole is still like she. I
1: ain't done here. I ain't done in NXT. Yep. And he's like, what? You think you're ready for the main event just because you beat me? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see those. Th- and, you know, you talk about with Gargano, how he doesn't need the North American title to be over. <laughs> over in AEW, Moxley don't need the AEW belt to be over because him and Kingston are just freaking gold. Dude,
0: that is like the best buddy cop movie I never knew existed.
1: <laughs> I mean, they ganged up on Kenny Omega. It was like they It was like Moxley's way of saying, "Hey, pretty boy, remember me?" And just chokes his ass out. They're threatening to snap his leg and get. And they get their. They get the tag match they want from Callus. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. You know, like. I don't know who came up with the idea of having Moxley and Kingston as a duo, but I'm loving every second of it.
0: Dude, that was the best thing to come out of that whole deathmatch fiasco that happened with the, with the explosion and everything, that we got Eddie Kingston and John Moxley back together again. I think it would have been a way cooler story had uh, everything, you know, happen the way it was supposed to, but I'm not mad at what, you know, when we got out the other end, because, you know, Eddie was like, hey, he went out there to go help his friend, and he got his friend back, and now this is like the dopest buddy-cop relationship. (laughs) Dude, these two, it's one thing you got, Moxley on one side of a promo, and you got... Eddie on the other side. It's another thing when you got these two together, just riffing off, riffing off of each other. It is great. Yeah, greatness.
1: <clears throat> and I tell you, that tag match, Kenny's team better be ready for an ass whooping.
0: Ooh, they better be, man. I hope, I hope y'all like, like. I hope y'all like Kenny that much, cause y'all about to get all the Briggs beat
1: up for y'all. Oh yeah. It's like, hey, hey, the belt's not on the line? No problem. Mox don't even care about the belt. He just wants to kick his ass.
0: Shit, yeah, basically.
1: So, I'm um, definitely a lot of good stuff with wrestling, but on to sports. Real quick, I'm going to say this about my Lakers. You got LeBron back. You got AD back. Now you got no excuses. Look, I'll let the first game slide, but you guys got to start manning the hell up. Especially with nine games left. Before playoffs start up. So, and right now you're tagging behind behind the Clippers and Phoenix. Which, ain't it amazing how one point we were talking Utah, but injury happened and all. But now, Phoenix is at the top in the West. I'm still puzzled how the hell that happened.
0: Everybody is. Everybody is. That is wild. Phoenix, man, Phoenix was like not expecting to do anything at one point. And now here they are at the top, top of the pops. It's crazy.
1: I know. And well, I mean, LeBron apparently that that injury took a toll on him. Apparently he's saying he he's probably never gonna be a hundred percent after this. I don't, I mean, look, he's older. I get it. Sometimes and some injuries they're harder to heal from. But look, the the whole the excuse or the reason for the Lakers' struggles for the last couple months has been they haven't had Anthony Davis and they haven't had LeBron. Now you got them back. Now you got to reestablish that chemistry and get things get things rolling again. But. Look, I, of course, I'm a Laker fan through and through, but without AD and without LeBron, they're not winning nothing.
0: They don't need to do anything. They need to go ahead on and lose, so we can get this damn draft pick, and we can and and the Pelicans get this damn draft pick, and the, the draft pick be really good, so we can get two number ones and two top tier top tier uh, rookies, and rebuild this damn team and come back stronger than before. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, uh, never mind. You didn't hear it. You can edit that part out.
1: I'll let it slide because it's draft related. Because it's draft related, <laughs> I'll let it slide.
0: I'm putting priorities, man. Yeah. I'm putting I'm putting my team first. I get I'm
1: it. I I
0: putting my boys first. <laughs> we got two we got two two ones coming to us. Ours and the and uh the Lakers. And I don't want no end of the end of the the draft a uh, laker pick. I want a better pick. I want at least a middle I want at least a middle round pick. Come on, man. We we try to we try to rebuild things, man. We looking we looking halfway decent, man. We need to rebuild, get some more pieces. Right. I mean I'm just I'm just putting the guys over. That's
1: a- I know, I know. Like I said, because it's it's draft related, I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> you had that coming, man. You had that coming.
0: <laughs> what did you
1: say? <laughs> well, I heard that. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, uh, we're the the playoffs are just around the corner, man. And I gotta tell you, it just like I said, Phoenix is at the top in the West. Look, if it was Denver or something, I would understand that. But Phoenix? Woo. Seriously, it's how the hell that happen
0: uh-uh. Like, man, I didn't expect Phoenix. Like I said, everybody just thought, you know, Phoenix was going to be, like, dead at the bottom somewhere, man. And they out here, man, Chris Paul out here living his best life. I'm like, dude, what did you do? What did you tell them?
1: Yeah, I know. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but... As yeah, far as the
0: going to be wild.
1: And as far as the Clippers go, they're second in the West. The way I see it with the Clippers, put up or shut up time.
0: See, the Clippers living there, the Clippers flying clean under the radar cuz I didn't even know they was number 2. Yep. That's how quietly they did that. <clears throat> they did it so clean and quietly, and you know why? Cuz the pressure has been off of them. The pressure has been off, like I said. Like I said, because everybody was looking at Denver, everybody was looking at Utah, everybody was looking at the Lakers, everybody was looking at even Phoenix. And what the Clippers did, they took a step back and they flew under the radar. Yep. And now and look at them. It's wild with, with, with not having all of expectations and pressure, having all that expectation and pressure alleviated off you. It's amazing what it does for a team.
1: And the amazing thing is with them is that they have a pretty low bar that the bare minimum is just at least reaching the conference title game. Something that they've proven unable to do. You do that, and that would be considered progress. And again, I'm not saying that's all that's the old, all is forgiven. No, I'm saying that bare minimum, that's what they would have to accomplish in the playoffs. If they don't make it past the first round or the second round, then they're just going to look like the same thing they looked like last year a bust. Well,
0: you can say that about a lot of teams, dude. Yeah, but the thing thing is that because of how the how deep the West is, like I said, they've flown under the radar. Like last year, it was all Lakers and the Clippers, Lakers and the Clippers, and they're gonna do this, 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 the, and then you know they didn't. So the spotlight was on them. Like, dude, y'all are supposed to be, you know, one of the big dogs. What happened? What happened with y'all? What happened with y'all? This year is different because the seeing what everybody else could do, you, Utah. We saw what Utah could do. We saw what Denver can do in the playoffs last year, and they started doing it again this year. So they was they was no no longer a secret. Denver's been. I mean, not not Denver. Dallas has been eh, up and down, kind of consistent, but they eh, they may or may not get it. But, you know, like I said, then all of a sudden we see Phoenix and how, how quickly they rose. All these different teams that could challenge the Lakers has taken all the spotlight off of the one team. The spotlight was like just on the Clippers last year. Now they got to share that spotlight with about four or five different other teams. Which took the pressure completely off
1: of them. Yeah, but um, but for the Clippers, they kind of have. I think it's just that theirs has been more, or their loss record, or regard or lack of success rate regarding the playoffs. They theirs tends to stand out probably more than other teams. Primarily because other that. They have not won a single championship, and that.
0: How long has that team been together?
1: Well, I'm talking Fran. Well, I kn- look. I know that team hasn't been around that long, to, or so that, a, But I'm talking, know, long that I'm talking franchise. I'm so talking franchise history.
0: So this is like LA thing now.
1: Well, no. I'm stating <laughs> the fact that, dude. I'm stating the fact that they've never won it. That. As long as that franchise has existed, they've never won a championship once.
0: That, that franchise hasn't been good that long. I've been, I've been following basketball a long time, too. And I remember the Clippers were, like, trash for, like, a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the announcers basically ended the games with, thank you for watching yet another Clippers game. It
0: just wasn't recently that that, that team got got like half, like halfway decent, like when Doc Rivers first took over and they started doing the whole Lob City thing. When that that's when the team started looking like some actual competition and stuff. And they didn't and that wasn't that long ago, like what? With Blake when they got Blake Griffin maybe? Right. So I mean you you got like as long as like the Clippers have been in existence till now like this, man. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, kind of nitpicky, because they haven't been good for like a very long time.
1: Yeah, um, but I think because of the history of that franchise, it's why people are harder on them, and the fact that they've never won a championship. They, that's why I'm saying that the very, but also they've never even gotten as far as the conference title game. And there were several years where they came close and never got it done. So that's why I'm saying the bare minimum is they have to at least pull that off. Especially if they lose in the first round, they're going to look really... They're probably going to look as bad, if not worse, than they did previous year.
0: It depends on who who they play in the first round.
1: Yeah, that's true. If they... I think that apply. It applies based if they lose to a team they have no business losing to, then yeah, that's gonna look horrendous for them. Hmm. But like I said, this is, I, to me, I feel like this is a make or break for that team. That look show. I don't,
0: I don't think so, because they they lost a couple of pieces. They did pick up. They did pick up some pieces, but they lost a couple of pieces. I mean, I don't think it's make or break.
1: Well, they're not gonna have. They can't blame the coach. You already got rid of the last oh, nah. one.
0: Oh no, nah. I, I I felt like it wasn't. I felt like that was a cop out to begin with.
1: Oh yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh dark. Oh
0: oh Doc Rivers is is old. They need somebody young. They need a the young coach. Blah, all that stuff. So you don't need nobody to listen to Drake, just like y'all. You don't need nobody that you can relate to and stuff. You need somebody that's going to coach that damn team and hold them players accountable. That's what you need. You don't need somebody, oh, they, he, he's just like them. He's young and this, that, and the. You don't need that. No. You need somebody like Pop, who, who, who's cool, but he also holds his players accountable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why Popovich has always gotten the results is because, and why he's considered the best in the league if not one of the best. But yeah, I agree. I I didn't like that Rivers got was the fall guy at all. I I mean, and that's why I said that no matter who at the time, no matter who they got to replace him, if they if the Clippers lose again in the following year, they're out of excuses. Now that I do feel like they don't have They have no more excuses to rely on if they fail.
0: They don't because they have a team. They have the talent. They have the team. The only thing is like they're in a very deep conference. So, I mean, it all depends on who they get matched up. If they meet up with like somebody like Portland or Denver or something, wow, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to tell because there's so many good teams in the West. Man, if they meet it all depends on how you match up. Like if they get put against like Dallas, that might be a dog fight. I'm here for that. Yeah. That might be a dog fight right there. If they get put up, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell because, like I said, there's so many good teams they can get matched up against. What if they get matched up against Utah defense? Ugh, defense yeah. versus defense? That's going to be a... Uh, ooh.
1: Okay, slight modification. If they lose in the first round to a team they had no business losing to, or if they lose either the first or second round get and get utterly dominated by that team, then it looks really bad for them.
0: Yeah, if they get swept or something crazy... Or they only win one game, or right. whatever. Yeah, that's gonna look real bad. That the optics is gonna be real bad for that. But yeah, man. Oh man, it's it's hard. It's hard to tell because I don't know. You don't know who's gonna be or uh, put against who, especially with this this uh this uh playing game and stuff. So you don't know who gonna get put against who. It's hard. It's really hard to tell. I just I just knew. I just I just agreed that yeah they can't go out like no chumps first
1: round. If they do go out first round, they can't go out like no chump. Yep. And I'll give this real uh, quick note with hockey. Three simple words. Release the Kraken. The Seat- Seattle now has a, officially has a hockey team. The Seattle Kraken. Which my dad brought up this good point on Facebook. What? Whether you... Whether you like hockey or you don't, you gotta admit, NHL teams got some pretty badass names. The team names, I mean, because you got the Kraken, the Avalanche, Flames. Just, I'm like, man, they got some, they got some good ones. I'm not gonna lie.
0: But
1: yeah, oh man, you got you got people. Po- I, I saw people posting the. The gifs of Clash of the Titans and Liam Neeson as Zeus with the release the Kraken. Um, and you're going to be hearing that. You know, you're going to be hearing that before every game with every home game. Oh hell yeah! But man, the NFL draft. I mean, a lot of a lot of the moves that were made. I still, I mean. I was still shocked by Bridgewater going to Denver. i was just like, man, Carolina, Carolina makes some bonehead moves. But you know, I got to say, Jacksonville, I'm not surprised by Trevor Lawrence. I knew that was the who they were going to aim for, but they made some moves that made me take notice, man. And I like the fact the Steelers seem to be focusing on strengthening the defense and giving life back into their running game.
0: Oh yeah, like I knew they was gonna go uh, running back. I didn't think uh, anybody was gonna pick Harris before them. So I thought, so I thought, either way they could get either Harris or uh, or Travis in end, and they end up getting Harris, so that worked out.
1: Yep, and I got. And as far as Jacksonville goes, you know, I gotta think with Urban Meyer when he came to to coach that team, basically said, "Hey, if I'm gonna coach it, you gotta let me do it my way." And man, he's got. I mean, picks up Trevor Lawrence, then grabs another guy from Clemson. I'm like, okay, maybe they got something here.
0: Yeah, they they got. Ooh, man. They got a receiver uh in the, the I think it was the second or third round.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: got the quarterback, running back, O line. Yeah, they're 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 putting something together over that. Enough with this tanking stuff, enough with this this losing stuff and having a fire sale. They putting a viable team together now.
1: Oh yeah. So like what like what I was seeing and it's making me kind of more excited for the NFL season.
0: Yeah, a lot of teams, a lot of teams got this stuff to get in this draft, man.
1: Yep. and you know, it felt, it felt like the story about Aaron Rodgers, like you, one minute you hear something and you blinked and it was over, because I haven't heard anything else since then. The talk about is he, is he going to leave Green Bay? <laughs> it's like. I don't look I admit he's cheesed off over the fact that that they like statistically they had no business losing that that game to Tampa Bay in the playoffs but um they haven't they didn't really make any moves that he liked in turn any giving him any help so I I'm not saying that he's probably not unhappy over there but I don't see any teams with anything to give up or anything they're willing to give up to get him, much less the cap space.
0: Yeah, it's like he's trying to flex to get the GM fired (laughs) or whatever, and I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Especially when they just drafted a quarterback behind him. Right. They're basically drafted your successor, dude. It's almost like they know they can still win with you, but they're planning for the future. So, like, if you start wilding and acting out, they're not afraid to move you, bro. Yep. Like, like for real, for real. You think, oh, I'm Aaron Rodgers, I got all this flex room. No, you don't, bro. Because they'll 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 start the rebuilding process early if they have to.
1: Yep. One person came up with this crazy idea saying that at the time said, could you imagine if the Patriots made an offer to snag Rodgers?" And I thought, okay, first off, he's not going to go all the way to the East Coast. Second, the Pats don't have enough to actually get him. Not to, not saying that they if they had the ability to grab Aaron Rodgers... They would buy out Cam Newton's contract and say, see ya. But I would say if that did happen, I would not be stunned if we did have a Tampa Bay versus New England Super Bowl. Which would be cool to see, but again, you could theorize all that stuff till the cows come home, but it's the bottom line is, it's not happening. Mm-mm. But you I mean, like know the Patriots,
0: they they don't knee jerk react like that. Right. They kind of they they did what they had to do in the draft when they got Mac Jones, so they can compete right now with Cam Newton, but they know their future is with Mac Jones.
1: Exactly. So I mean, it it's a crazy time with sports. But
0: sorry, Patriots fan.
1: Yep. But yeah, like I said earlier about with Teddy Bridgewater going to Denver. It's you know, Carol the Panthers have may ever since new ownership took over with that team just uh, they made a lot of questionable moves and I I'm not really convinced not only about giving up Bridgewater, but they got pretty much next to nothing for him.
0: No, what happened was they got big eyes First, when uh, Teddy Bridgewater was with the Saints, they saw what he did, the five games that Drew Brees was out. So they went ahead and threw big money at him not to resign. Okay, cool. Now you got him on a four-year, five-year deal. Great. You got a quarterback. Then all of a sudden, they start hearing rumblings. Did Deshaun Watson not help? Not happy in Houston, he want to leave. So guess what? They start flirting with him while they still married to uh, Teddy. Mm-hmm. It's like flirting with the girl, uh, the girl in the diner when you still married or you still going out with somebody. Right. <laughs> that's what happened with them. They got big eyed. They didn't give Teddy a whole year. Christian McCaffrey was injured. That's like they. That's like 90% of their dang offense that you didn't have. On top of your defense wasn't that great, but oh, you want to move on and, and start flirting with another quarterback who you don't, who is still under contract. Yeah, they were willing to. They were willing to risk it all and give it all up for for uh for Deshaun Watson until stuff started going sideways and that deal wasn't going to happen. So guess what? Now you got to look at Teddy like you crazy. You right. got to look like, oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, Teddy, we wasn't serious about that, baby. Yeah, we still love you. And then what you going to do to make it up? You going to trade him. You going to get Sam Darnold.
1: <laughs> crazy.
0: Now, this is my thing about Sam Darnold. <clears throat> he could still probably be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because Adam Gates wasn't that great of a damn coach. Going to be sticking on this title of uh, quarterback guru, quarterback whisperer, all that, uh, all goofiness. Sam Darnold didn't have uh, a pot to piss in in in, uh, in New York for receivers. They let all that dude targets and stuff go. He had mediocre receivers go with a mediocre line, so he ain't have much to work with. Right. Carolina's a huge upgrade. So who knows? Sam Darnold may. You know, I, you know, and then he got Joe Brady gonna be coaching him and stuff, uh offensive coordinator gonna be coached. So great. So he's automatically upgraded. Now it's up to him to show that he isn't a whack quarterback. But still at the same time, they didn't give Teddy a chance at all. With nothing. Yeah. And then they gonna move him, they gonna move him to uh to uh Denver. So now you're trying to tell me you feel like Sam Darnold's a better a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Okay, tell me more.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like looking at it, Denver is right now looking like the ones that's benefiting more from this because I, do I think they, they'll do better with Bridgewater at the helm? It's hard to do worse.
0: Okay, Denver has... Way better receivers, check. They have, they're rebuilding the offensive line, check. Way better defense, check. Teddy's in a way better position right now than he was um, last year,
1: check. Mhm. Definitely. So I'm just saying that right now, who who looks like the real who looks like the winner and loser in that one? Easily, Denver looks like the winner, and uh, Carolina unless something unless you prove us all wrong. You look like the chumps in this one.
0: But look with that. They did all right in the draft, but still, man, it's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, circling into entertainment. I forgot to talk about this one last week, but I, I got to get this one off my chest. We do not need a reboot or sequel series of How I Met Your Mother with Hillary Duff in how i met your father they already tried they already tried that crap it didn't make it past pilot it's like when they tried to make a agents of shield spin off with 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 hunter and with bobby and hunter when they tried to make some spin off called marvel's most wanted and it didn't even make it past the pilot both times where they tried it. So, and like I said, they tried to do a spin-off of How I Met Your Mother with, with the same title of How I Met Your Father. And it didn't work. So just because you throw in Lizzie McGuire at the helm, you're expecting me to believe that this has a better chance? No. Who
0: the hell came up with that idea?
1: I heard that's they heard that was announced like, oh, two weeks ago. I'm like, "What? It's like, why are they trying this crap again?" It's like, I got nothing I against mean, I got nothing against Hillary Duff, but the idea is just stupid.
0: What was, what's, what was the premise of the show
1: that the the premise is going to be the exactly like how I met your mother, except it's her. And it's how, it's telling her kids how she met their father. I'm just like, this is, (laughs) to quote Eric Cartman, this is fucking weak.
0: Man, that's kind of lazy.
1: It is. It's like, God, are we just, is the entertainment world just that desperately running low on ideas? That you would keep trying the crap that didn't work in the first place? It's like I
0: see it would have been like a spin-off of characters. Right. But the thing about it is, they sent their ass into the future, so we kind of already know what happens to them.
1: Right. And also, that, that cast worked so well when they were together. A part would not work as well. Well, maybe Neil Neil Patrick Harris's character Barney probably had a chance. Yeah. Just because he was funny as hell. But I I I'm predicting that this one is not even going to make it to past pilot. The last one didn't, and I'm pre- I'm confident this one is going to be the same thing.
0: I mean. You'll have fans of the original recipe, How I Met Your Mother. They'll probably take a look at it. And then you'll have fans of Hillary Duff. They'll look at it. They're still, you know, they're still hanging around.
1: Well, you know what they'll
0: the... Take, uh, they'll, they'll, take, they'll take a look at it.
1: Well, you know what the uh, the premise for the first attempt was? It was a same-sex couple, and one half of it was Wayne Brady. So I was just like I was like yeah this this one is just which like I said it didn't even make it past the pilot mark so because it's Hillary Duff it gives it a little bit more leverage I just don't know if it's going to be enough
0: cuz after that then you're going to have to be funny yeah
1: because you're
0: not going to be able to you know to let rest on oh it's Hillary Duff Oh, hey, it's, it's how I met your mother uh, writers. No, you're gonna have to actually deliver. You're gonna actually actually have to be funny and interesting with some good characters.
1: Like yeah.
0: the thing that made How I Met Your Mother so uh, so cool is that those characters were great.
1: Yeah, the and chemistry they, was there. They,
0: they met. They messed well. Like in any in any grouping. Me, together. And they told a good story. Week to week.
1: Yeah, and I was happy. Yeah. It was tough because, like, with Allison Hannigan, I was still remembering her from Buffy and the American Pie movies. As the further that series went on, I started to forget about that.
0: Right. She washed all that off.
1: Right. Hell, that's, I- that's
0: how I was thinking of her, too. And the more, the more the season went on, the more I was like, you no know, thinking
1: of her as her own character. Same with Neil Patrick Harris with his character Barney. For I it I was starting to forget about the whole Doogie Hauser crap and just <laughs> thinking that Barney was funny as hell.
0: I, was, I I I thought I thought way away from from uh, Doogie Hauser. I was thinking more from Harold. Uh, I was about Bar- to
1: say that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking Neil Patrick Harris himself <laughs> from Harold and Kumar, and uh, Barney was like wild man. Barney was <laughs> Barney was 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 so so problematic, but you could relate to having that one friend. Right. So I mean, it was it was it, the cast. The cast meshed together. The characters meshed together, and it told a good story. That you wanted to watch week to week, so I mean, it's kind of hard to strike lightning like that right. twice. And like I said, after you after you have the whole "How I Met Your Mother" Lizzie McGuire thing wear off, they're gonna have to have they're gonna have to stand on their own legs.
1: Right. But you know, I I still remembered cracking up at when they did the slap bet. It is how you no know, he just. <laughs> He just flailed around after he got hit. It's like, man, I, I'm actually scared to get slapped by Jason Siegel. Hell no,
0: uh-uh. You get one free slap, in my ass. Oh, uh-uh. you slap me, I'm gonna slap you back.
1: <laughs> yeah. and I just love that what he, the first slap he backhands him. He just goes, "That's one."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. One of the other slabs where he just, like, jumped up and, like, it was an airborne slap. And he just picks him up and he goes, it's okay, it's okay, it's over. For now. And I'm like, oh, God. He's just methodical with that. uh But I actually read, like, it an audio version of The Bro Code. They actually made a book wow. of that. And some of the rules in that thing cracked me up. Like one was, a bro must never listen to Sarah McLachlan, no matter how hypnotizingly beautiful her lyrics are. ends <laughs> uh, like the song of a siren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this one really cracked me up. A bro must stop whatever he's doing and let his other bros know when Die Hard is on. The following... Also, <laughs> it also applies... To the first half of Full Metal Jacket and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> I was killing over with that. Another was, a bro must never speak French. Not even to pick up chicks. <laughs> I was like, man, this, this is just gold. And the audiobook I
0: can, was... I can kind of see
1: that. And... And the audiobook was hit was Neil Patrick Harris reading it. That's what made it even better. Wow. <laughs> so that, that shit was gold. But casting news for uh, season three of Titans. Um. Vincent Carthizer, who went from playing Angel's son on Angel to Mad Men fame, is now going to be playing the scarecrow on Titans. Ooh. So, yep, he will be taking on the role of Jonathan Crane. So that will be interesting to see.
0: It will.
1: Having a villain who specializes in fear on a show as kind of dark as Titans is, I'm in.
0: Oh, yeah. we we already had uh, a season where uh, Dick Grayson was hallucinating. He was talking to Batman. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> This is this is going to be good.
1: Yep. And there've been um so last week was the Oscars. You know, dude, the sooner that we're past the pandemic and life is back to normal, the better cuz award shows really look freaking weird to me now. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I I just can't get past it, man. But I will say on the plus side of things, <laughs> Looks like Marvel's going to have an Academy Award winner directing one of their movies now. Because the one that direct the one that won for a No Man's Land, she's the one directing Eternals.
0: That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because a lot, there's a lot of theories behind Eternals, so that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see what, what they do with that.
1: And I know absolutely nothing about Eternals.
0: I know the cast. I know the cast is great. I know that. I know that much. About as much as I know, I know the cast is 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 great. I know they're supposed to have uh, um, the Black knight supposed to be in mm-hmm. there. Uh, I know a little bit about uh, about Eternals, but I haven't really read anything like talking about. I just do. I just know maybe like two or three characters. But it's wild, man. So it's it's kind of interesting to see what direction they go. A lot of people feel like they're gonna use the Eternals to open up the mutants to bring mutants into the um mm-hmm. into the Marvel uh, <clears throat> Cinematic Universe. Maybe,
1: right? Maybe not.
0: Yeah. So I guess we're gonna have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, but you know, um, like I said, it's like it's, I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat with that one as i was with guardians of the galaxy or when you and i were talking not that long ago about shang chi like knowing yeah. absolutely nothing about that but you know what that may actually prove to be a huge benefit
0: yeah like they when they when they put a trailer together it does its job they make you interested like ooh i got to go read up on this so next thing you know you're going to your local comic book shop or to the to the audio dealy and you looking up all these different um all this different information on Shang Chi, mm-hmm. you're looking up Guardians of the Galaxy. Now you're gonna be looking up Eternals and the different characters they have off in there.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Um <clears throat> like like I said, I mean there's a lot of theories going about, but you know, apparently she wanted to direct this one, so let let's see if let's see what she can do. But you know, uh, saw a quick uh, shot from the set of the uh, Ms. Marvel series that they're gonna do be doing for Disney Plus. Costumes definitely accurate, but um, as far as what do I think or what do I think with this show? If it's anything like what we've gotten with Falcon and Winter Soldier and with WandaVision and what we're looking at with Loki, I'm on board.
0: Man, I'm definitely here for it because I read up on Miss Marvel and wow. It's an interest interesting character, and it definitely opens up stuff for young Avengers, which I think they got coming down the pipe,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: already got got kind of <clears throat> Little bits and pieces and nuggets on both of these Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. We've seen two of them in uh WandaVision. We've seen one of them in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We could be seeing a third with this Miss Marvel uh show. So psh, I mean they're psh, Marvel is super good at dropping these little Easter eggs and hints and dot 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 connector dot, dots la la la. la. It's gotta keep your eyes open, man. It's interesting. It's very very interesting.
1: Hmm. So with the uh, overall with the Arrowverse, so Legends of Tomorrow is set to premiere tomorrow. You know, I honestly. Ha- I'm walking into that one with absolutely no idea what to expect with the season. But, um, so, reportedly, uh, according with the scheduling with uh, the CW shows, so Supergirl is supposed to go on a hiatus after the seventh episode and is not going to return until August. And they announced that Roswell returns in July, Stargirl premieres on in August, along with the remaining season of Riverdale and also Supergirl. And, you know, I talk about how award shows are weird as hell with the pandemic. So is this jacked up scheduling for CW shows, man. I mean, I get there were delays and stuff, but damn.
0: Like, if you get all the way to episode 7, you might as well play the rest of that thing out.
1: Right. And if you're going to go into hiatus with Supergirl after episode 7, you better better at least leave it off with her out of the Phantom Zone. It's like, don't go into hiatus with her still trapped in the damn thing. That's just going to piss off a lot of people. Stargirl I'm definitely looking forward to when that returns. Just because I want to I see what happens with it. And especially with John Wesley Shipp once again reprising Jay Garrick. That'll be interesting to see.
0: Season one was real good.
1: Oh yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> and we ended up getting a... Uh, I'm not sure if you caught it on the internet, or I posted it. We got a teaser trailer for the Dexter revival.
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that.
1: And all I could say to Showtime, please end it better than you did the series.
0: I think that's. I think that was the whole whole premise of bringing it back. Yeah. So many people
1: were pissed off. You know what's bad when even the lead actor doesn't like it. Even he's ripped on that. I mean even he, I mean there were several interviews he had done years after the show had ended and even he said he didn't like it. And yeah, I you know it definitely goes down as probably one of the worst endings of a ser- of a series. That's why I said I didn't like how True Blood ended. I didn't like how Dexter ended.
0: Nope.
1: And nobody did. Hell, we talked about how I met your mother. I hated how that series ended, too.
0: Yeah, they were going in the right direction. And then they tried to swerve everybody to swerve everybody on some WWE-type stuff. Yeah. it didn't work out.
1: (laughs) No, it was just... That last season was just a mess. But they all... We also got the reminder that... uh. In November, looks like on demand and in in theaters, Ghostbusters Afterlife will premiere in November this year. Now that's one movie I'm definitely looking forward to.
0: That's very interesting. <coughs> they had me at they had me at hello with the original trailer.
1: Yeah, but then you got the mini Stay Puffs. I was like, <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> they got mini Stay Puffs attacking Paul Rudd. I'm like, oh, I'm so down. And yeah, like you, they they had me just with the original trailer alone. But then you do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, but um you know, I'm still one movie I I don't know when the hell it's coming out. I think it's probably next year, which aggravates me, but the sequel to Venom I know a lot of people dumped on the last one. I liked it. I want to see the the sequel. I don't
0: see what I don't, I don't see what who
1: dumped on it. I well, got people I complained about Tom Hardy's voice as Eddie Brock. I'm like, what? I had no issue that, with it.
0: That's being nitpicky.
1: Like as Tom Tom Hardy fit the bill of what I would expect Eddie Brock to look like, and I like the whole Jekyll Hyde thing, like kind of Eddie Brock constantly interacting with Venom. That it wasn't just a that there was more than just the symbiote merged with him and that was it. There was more to it than that.
0: Yeah, that's that's how the story goes down. I like how they, they stuck to you know they stuck to the script. That's how the story goes down. Eddie Brock's one person, the Venom Symbiote, is a part of him, but it has its own mind. And when he, he they merge, you know, we are Venom and all that good stuff. You know, it yeah, that's that's how it works. I mean, any you you go to nitpicky. That's why I don't, I don't listen to some of these cats that go to nitpicking about stuff. but like they be nitpicking about *Mortal Kombat*, little stuff. So I'm like, as long as I enjoyed it, it's whatever. Yep. As long as you know, as long as you enjoy *Venom*, that's great. I enjoyed *Venom*. I had nothing to complain about. I watched the damn. Uh, I mean, I read the damn comic book. I enjoyed the Black storyline. That was dope. Mm-hmm. The King and Black, if you have, ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this, this portion of the show for a second. If you have not read the King and Black storyline in Marvel Comics, you're doing yourself a very, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go and read it. Go ahead and get it. It was big. It was Great. Great. And
1: now we're back. All right. But, you know, um, read this article not that long ago. Uh, cinematographer Robert Richardson it was has signed on to shoot um, Venom 2. Why this is significant? One of the last things he worked on was with Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm like, okay, you got somebody that worked with Tarantino linked with this one? I'm in.
0: Shit, that sounds, sounds dope. I was I was already down for it before that.
1: That just sweetened the pot here in that one, though. Especially because I liked um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Seriously, man, that movie, those last 20 minutes are probably the most entertaining and yet sadistic minutes of cinema that I've ever watched in my life.
0: It'd be interesting to see what you know he brings to the table you know, with his, you know, expertise to the Venom project,
1: so. Yeah, and you got Andy Circus involved with this thing, too, so I'm like, man, that I'm definitely curious how this one's going to pan out. So that, um... <clears throat> but, you know, one Marvel series, and I'm still anxious to see, even though we're not, we're a ways off before it happens... I want to see what they do with She-Hulk. I'm I'm curious to see what they do. I am too. I mean, I like the girl they cast for it. I got no problem with that. But I I want to see how they how they handle that one.
0: I think you could I think you could pretty much copy and paste that to to any Marvel project
1: at this point. At this
0: point, I'm like, yes. I I mean, I I wonder how they handle this. Yeah, uh, yeah, we all do. Oh, they're doing Miss Marvel. I wonder how they handle this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, nah, yeah, I can see that too. Wow, we about to get Venom. I wonder how they handle this. I'm yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Is base? Yeah. Anything Marvel puts a stamp on, that they're getting ready to do. You, we're gonna wonder how they handle this. Yeah, cause,
1: exactly.
0: Because basically, basically, they've been churning out goals.
1: Oh, recently. big time! Mm-hmm. They've
0: been knocking out the part. So you you can't do nothing but and be you know, be overly excited for it, and and and, and, and you know, you you're you're very much in, anticipating. What, what is it gonna look like? We don't know. It gonna... That's how we were with WandaVision. Vision. We didn't know what the hell that was gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And man, were we in? We were giving intrigue. Oh that, yeah. And that was just that was just that just wet your gums up right there. That just wet your mouth up a little bit. Because then we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and by God, that was like a movie.
1: True that.
0: So I mean. Whatever else they got next. So now you got Loki coming up next. And we're all like, when is this coming out again?
1: That comes out in <laughs> we're June. At,
0: we're looking at our watches. Yeah. We're looking at the calendars. We're all like, hmm. <sighs>
1: yeah. Hey, that come that comes out the day after my birthday. So I'm looking forward to that one.
0: We're all like, what's, and what's today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you but know, is it? <laughs> right, <laughs> so
0: oh,
1: yeah, man. that's
0: basically where we're, where we're at right now. You tell us it's coming out, and it already has a date, and we're already like mm, mm, 22 more days, huh? Yeah. 22 more days, 45 hours, and 33 minutes, and 59 seconds. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is because we're all anticipating this stuff because we know. The Church of Marvel has not missed yet. We have not... A, a service has not been missed yet.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that all the talk with Marvel... So, this week is Star Wars Day, but also we almost forgot completely, Star Wars Day is supposed to be the premiere of The Bad Batch. And much like with what we are saying with Shang-Chi... And with the Eternals. I have no idea what to expect from it. But if it's anything like what, what if it's anything like what we've gotten from the Mandalorian, I'm so down.
0: I didn't know what to expect with the damn Mandalorian. And oh by God. I everybody and their mama was sitting there, T you ain't gonna watch the Mandalorian. Bro, you ain't watched the Mandalorian yet? No, I had to watch the damn Mandalorian. What what? Uh, uh, y'all get off my back man you ain't watched the mandalorian yet you ain't watched everybody i was like whoa my god i gotta go watch the mandalorian before they run before they run me rigid. yeah And when i finally did watch it i was like son of a bitch
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i was, I was
0: like you, you son of
1: a bitch. I'm pretty sure I was one of those people that said, "Dude, you need to get on that, on top of that, subscribe to Disney Plus and watch that show, or I will beat the living crap out of you."
0: You were, bro.
1: When yep. I told
0: you I haven't watched it, you thought I was spe- you thought I was cussing you out in a different language. I mean, you thought I was high or something.
1: It was like you know,
0: I was like, "Damn, <laughs> oh, no, I haven't watched it. I've been watching other stuff. I'm busy, dude. Get off my back." And you were like. No, you need to watch it now, bruh. You need to
1: watch
0: it. I was like, God, okay, I'll do it. Damn. <laughs> and when I did, I was like, so It was basically
1: <laughs> like it was basically like the World of Warcraft episode of South Park where Butters says, I never played Warcraft. I play Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Cartman saying, Butters, go and buy World of Warcraft. Hook up. A- Sign up and join the online sensation before we all murder you. (laughs) That basically was the reaction. (laughs) I mean.
0: Oh, man.
1: But, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, dude. Bruh, that had me floored from episode one. I was like, dude, this is like a dope-ass sci-fi western. Oh, bruh, I need more. I need to inject this in my veins, dude. I sound like a bass head. I need to inject this, dude. This is dope. And, bruh, it's been off to the races. Like, oh, so you're doing a season two, huh? Hmm. I think I'll be there.
1: (laughs) Not to mention, and my brother brought up this, this good point, that the whole... The season two, The Thing with Mark Hamill, how you kept that secret for two years, and it Lord, never leaked Jesus. out. The Dude,
0: th- I marked out so hard. When I was like, I was sitting there watching, I was like, man, I wonder who this Jedi is. I'm thinking, I didn't know who 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 it might be. First, I think it was Ahsoka. I was like, mm, maybe it's her. Maybe she changed her mind and she's going to pull up. Nah, I don't think so. And everything was, the, the camera angle was in black and white, so you didn't see who it was. And I'm like, dude, whoever that is is going to town on them drones. Yep. They, they, turn, they I'm like, bro, what the hell? Next thing you know, you saw the green saber? I was like, hell no. Yep. Hell, uh-uh. They only got one person with a damn green saber. Hold the hell up. Then we pulled that hood back. That was a wrap, dude. I was, I literally stood up, and started. It had my hands on my hips. I was like, "Hell no!"
1: Green saber uh-uh. and an X-wing, no less.
0: I was like, "Uh uh-uh, oh, y'all doing way the hell too much." Ha <laughs> ha! They did me. They did. They did that. They did that, bro. I was no good, man. Yep. I was no good. I was like, bro, y'all can do whatever the hell y'all want, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all run the world right now. Y'all can do whatever the hell y'all yep. want. <laughs> y'all did that, bro. That was dope. That was so dope.
1: I mean, between this and the end of the year, we got the book of Boba Fett. I'm like, oh, damn.
0: And then off the little teaser we got in uh in the Mandalorian.
1: Oh, you think I ain't pulling up for Bubba's thing? Yeah. I mean, God, when he took over, he just sat in Java's old chair. And like, who the hell's going to try and take that from him?
0: Just took over like a boss. Like yep. the underboss. He's like, who running this? <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
1: Who's like,
0: the master? Show up. Yep.
1: <laughs> Bib Fortuna was in there. Bubba shoots him and sits in that chair. It's like... Okay, he's the boss? Anybody object?
0: Right. Ooh, man, I was like, uh-uh, boy, you big boss. Now, huh, bruh? I was like, look at this cat. Yeah, bruh. I I'm, I'm a I'm uh like, like we said with Marvel, you basically uh do you take cash or credit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> basically.
0: I am I'm 100% here. You let me know when the next when the first episode rolls up uh we'll be
1: doing this we'll be doing this on a regular basis yep oh it's gonna be interesting all right all right people so before we before we get to the next segment it's time once again for the shout outs shout outs go out to trevor and tyler stoy crystal simpkins katie stoy bridget from fucking long island eric from clearwater patrick mercier Jackie Guerrera, Jesse Schaefer, Steve and Susan Coulter, Carisha Tate, Renee David Golnazarian, Cordero Aloa, Angelo Guerrera, Dan Saborio, Julie Saborio, my cousin Melissa Disbro, James Schlegel, Jim Post, Craig Crockett, Haley Crockett, Nico Brown, Ray Preventure, Billy James, Sean Musindan, Nathan Wallace, Justin Allen Brannock, Priscilla and John Bays, Nathan Ellie, Patty Narragon, Tim Ridley, Mike McNulty, jennifer pastorini aka jennifer and sunshine damian comes from a land down under batrielle carly echoes grady w smithy graham moore craig coleman ben kenberg kat sosa kelly Sawyer, jp mayor adam Lutz, raymond simon jr lawrence wilkinson will ramos darren g morris Travi yankee amador gonzalez hannah kaplan brian boom boom bustamantes carol ashannis midnight smoke Colin Mags, Charles Phillips, Robert Miller, Trent Unruh, Ernie Venegas, Maris McClure, Zach Dahlem, Jim Dickinson, Kevin Williams, Joanne Williams, Rob Liff, David Jason Perez, Josh Baker, June Groves, Jen Hopkins, Tim Markell, Ian Strang, Daniel Ware, Paul Ackerman, Chris Collins, Matt Kay, and Kelly Kay, Jody Parker-Hoschild, Paulo, Andre de, de Almeida, Chris Collins, Vanessa, my cousin Dylan Williams, Chad Silverstein, Donald Townsend, Josh Setz, Owen Edmonds, Kristen Farley, Brian H. Waters, and the real deal Dwayne Allen of the wrestling realm, Graham Arnold and Jenna, Gemma Williams at the Talking at podcast, Jerry Rocha, Eddie Pence, Cody Villafania at the Ramble podcast, Ralph Garman, Steve Ashton, and Eddie Pence at the Ralph Report, the guys at Because Fuck You, That's Why podcast, the Girls of Bitches Bewitched podcast, Hannah Kaplan's embroidery at What A Piece of Stitch on Instagram. Eric from Clearwater and Nico Brown's podcast at highflypod.podbean.com, And of course, the ladies of EZLA, the lovely Lin- Lindsay from Arkansas, and Queen J, the Sheenam Nom herself, Jennifer Wren Stewart, over on YouTube. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are the shout outs. Alright, and this week, people, for Bite This, oh man, we got some interesting topics this week. And a lot of you guys came forward with this one. And we'll start this one off with, and by the way, T5 heads up, I went the full 10 on all these.
0: Ooh, I probably did.
1: Yeah. So we'll start this off with one that you had actually thrown out. Tim Curry movies. Now, for the record, people, we kind of we ended up pulling a uh, Kiefer Sutherland treatment with this one because of other work he had done outside of a big big screen. But as voted by you guys, so no shock here. Most votes went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, won by a landslide on that one. Followed by It, Clue, Home Alone Two, Legend. Oh man, this one's real old school, man. The worst witch.
0: Ooh.
1: Muppet Treasure Island, The Shadow, Annie, and Congo. So my my Tim Curry list. So, like I said, went the full ten. Number ten, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, where he played Darth Sidious, where he had he took over after the original actor Ian Abercrombie pa- passed away. So, number nine, The Three Musketeers. Number eight, Home Alone 2. Number seven, this is one of the TV roles we were talking about, Mighty Max, where he played Skullmaster. Number six, Muppet Treasure Island. Number five, Clue. Number four, Peter Pan and the Pirates. Number three, Legend. Just because I'm wondering, did that... Did that set of horns on his head weigh a freaking ton? Where he played the Lord of Darkness? I was just like, that thing, I hope to th- hell that thing's not heavy as hell because that guy's going to have a hernia. Number two, It. And number one, what else could it be but the Rocky Horror Picture Show? T5, your thoughts and your list.
0: I'm glad we added TV stuff. Cause like a lot of his TV stuff, I like more than some of the movies. Even though I like a lot of the movies, if that means if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, my number ten is the same as Star Wars: Clone Wars. Um, number nine, Mighty Max. Um, <clears throat> number eight. Peter Pan and the Pirates. Number seven, Red October. The Hunt for Red October. Number six, Congo. Number five, Three Musketeers. Number four, Home Alone 2. Number three, It. Number two, Clue. And number one, The Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: All right, you know, um, I wasn't, so I'm guessing Legend didn't make the cut. Well, obviously it didn't. I'm just saying you didn't I like.
0: put it on there. Yeah. Like, I really, I really did. But I was debating between that and the Hunt for Red October.
1: You see, I forgot about him being in Hunt for Red October. But with that cast, it's hard, it's hard, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle on that one.
0: Right.
1: So that, that's understandable. I mean that, but yeah, Three Musketeers. He was, a, he played a good villain in that one.
0: Oh yeah, he was trash. Like I, like I said, that's why I had it so high because mm-hmm. I liked the cast and I liked him as the villain. He was so trash. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone, I had it high. I had Home Alone high because. I liked him as the uh, concierge. That dude, bro, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a jerk. Yep. And every scene he, every scene with him was, man, just didn't like him for nothing. Everything he was in was hilarious.
1: Yeah, and with I think we both felt the same way with Star Wars: The Clone Wars. He great. He was great voicing Sidious, but he wasn't the original guy. Right. If he had been from start to finish, I would probably I probably would have put it high up. But the but he was a substitution. So, ne- so the next one that we got, this is another another one. This is actually the music one because I'm actually looking forward to seeing how what our top 10s look like for this one. Stone Temple Pilots songs. So a lot of, I mean, the top two were close, were close. Creep had the most votes, followed by Interstate Love Song, Plush, Vaseline, Sour Girl, Big Empty, Big Bang Baby, Art School Girlfriend, Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart, Wicked Wicked Garden, Sex Type Thing, Days of the Week. Seven cage Tigers, and Lady Picture Show. So, my list as it follows. Number 10, Sex Type Thing. Number 9, Dead and Bloated. Number 8, Big Bang Baby. Number 7, Wicked Garden. Number 6, Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart. Number 5, Vaseline. Number 4, Plush. Number 3, Creep and i got to tell you these this was hard to pick with the final two number 2 mm. big empty and number 1 interstate love song
0: wow
1: so your thoughts on your list cuz i got to tell you man I, it was hard to not go with big empty for the number 1
0: when we when you get down to like the 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 top 3 or four or at least three, it gets a little tough. Mm-hmm. And our lists are pretty similar and pretty different. So it's, it was weird. It was fun, but it was weird. Um my number ten was sex type thing. My number nine was tripping on a hole in a paper heart. Number eight was down. Number seven, dead and bloated, number six. Wicked Garden. Number five, Plush. Number four, Vaseline. Number three, Creep. Number two, Interstate Love Song. And number one, Big Empty.
1: You realize we were this close to almost having the same top three?
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, the one thing we can't agree, those three songs definitely had to be the top three.
0: Right.
1: We put them in different order but there was no mistaking that. I mean, they especially
0: it, really tough, man. It, it was tough.
1: Oh, yeah, this was a hard one. I mean, the the top 5 like having a top 5, that pretty much was I already knew what I had wanted, but coming up with the bottom half, that was a that was kind of harder. But yeah, no, my
0: top 5 was easy. Top yeah. 5 was easy.
1: Right, it was just coming out with the rest of it to fill out the, to fill out the full ten.
0: Yeah, like all I like the, all the songs six through ten. I like sex type, sex type thing was like the first song I heard from them.
1: See, plush was the yeah. first one for me. That so that was why that one had to be in the top five for me.
0: Yeah, and then that was like a song that got so much repeated play for me. Mm-hmm. I liked it so much. So that definitely made my made my top five.
1: Creep Vaseline
0: had a... was, Vaseline was a different mm-hmm. it was different vibe I got from the first two songs. Right. So I like I liked that. Yeah. But then you get to the top three. Mm-hmm. And man, those were ooh, those were some ooh wee songs. Yeah. <laughs> All I can say is ooh Man, creep was good. Interstate, the, the top three were, were sing-alongs. Oh, yeah. I like to like categorize songs as sing-alongs. Oh. You play, and in the eight, you just start singing along. Even if it's not playing, you just start randomly singing the song because it's that good.
1: And Interstate Love Song is such a great driving song, too.
0: It is. I see why it's called
1: Interstate Love Song. Mm-hmm. But God, the big empty—just that chorus, that chorus oh, part, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, ugh. every like I said last week. Anytime I hear that song, I think of the crow. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. All the time. Yep. All the time. Like I said, that man listening to to. Some of their acoustic stuff. You think of these grunge bands. I've, I know I've said it ad nauseum, but dude, you, when you hear these grunge bands, you think, "Oh, hard guitars and you know the, the way they dress and this that and other." Dude, these lead singers of these grunge bands had so much range, vocal range, and so much soul. Bruh, these songs like Big Empty would just touch your soul.
1: Oh god. Especially
0: yeah. if you heard it acoustically. It would just, ugh, let go, let go. What is that? It's the song. It's 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 Scott Wilder grabbing you by your soul. That's what it is. Same thing with uh when you listen to uh Nirvana, you're like, what the hell? What is that? Is Kurt Cobain grabbing you by your soul? That's what it is, <laughs> straight
1: up. Yep, yeah, definitely. Now the next uh, music list. This one, I—I uh, mean, I'll start with the poll first. This one ha- had a little bit of a hard time coming up with it, but most votes went to "In Your Eyes," followed by "Sledgehammer," Salisbury Hill, "Don't Give Up." Steam. Sorry guys, this is Peter Gabriel songs. Big Time, Downside Up, Red Rain, Shock the Monkey, Biko, and Games Without Frontiers. So my list with Peter Gabriel songs. Number 10, Red Rain, Games Without Frontiers, Rhythm of the Heat, Shock the Monkey, Digging in the Dirt, Salisbury Hill, In Your Eyes, Sledgehammer. Number two, and this is the one that um, I think you and I were the only ones that voted for this song, Steam. And number one, because it's the first one I remember hearing from Peter Gabriel, went with Big Time. T5, your thoughts and your list.
0: Man, uh, Steam, man, I like that song, dude. I don't, I don't see why they didn't get more votes. I, I love that song. Yeah. That was like, and as you'll see where it places on my list, I really love that song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um my list goes as follows: Game Without Frontiers, San Jacinto, Number Eight, Here Comes the Flood, Number Seven, Red Rain, Number Six, Biko. Number five, shock the monkey. Number four, in your eyes. Number three, big time. Number two, steam, and number one, sledgehammer.
1: <laughs> you know that when I did that poll, that was the one I thought would be getting the most votes. Was sledgehammer. Right. But yeah, Steam I like I thought it was a catchy beat. I liked it a lot. Yep. So that But yeah, I mean it's like the three that I had listed as my top 3, those had those without question had to be the top 3 of the Peter Gabriel songs.
0: Yeah, mine was Sledgehammer, Steam and Big Time.
1: Yeah, and that as was mine. We had them in different order, but yeah, those yeah they had to be top 3 no question right but yeah that that song just like with on the poll for a uh, stone temple pilot songs i thought big empty would have gotten more votes than it did and wasn't even close but i think that was also because just people other people liked the uh, the songs that they did vote for more mhm which un- makes sense All right, so the next one we got up. Let's start breaking into the. Start breaking into the movie cat, into more movies. So this one goes to, the Jim Carrey movies. Which was submitted by you, of course. Number ten. The or sorry, no, the ten votes was how much, this was on the poll first. Most votes by you guys went to, The Mask. Followed by The Truman Show, Man on the Moon, Liar, Liar, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, Batman Forever, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, The Cable Guy, Dumb and Dumber, and The Majestic. Alright, so my number 10 as it follows for Jim Carrey movies. Number 10 is Man on the Moon. Number 9, Dumb and Dumber. Number eight, The Truman Show. Number seven, The Majestic. Number six, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Number five, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Number four, forgot to put this one on there, but um, Kick-Ass 2. Number three, Liar Liar. Number two, The Mask. And my number one, Original Recipe, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I can watch that movie and still crack up at it to this day. So T5, your thoughts on your list
0: I forgot about Kickass too. I don't know if it would have made my list though cause yeah it probably would have uh, I think yeah, I think it probably would have I forgot all about Kickass too uh my number 10 is man on the Moon number nine. Me, Myself, and Irene. Number eight, The Truman Show. Number seven, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Number six, The Mask. Number five, Liar Liar. Number four, Dumb and Dumber. Number three, Cable Guy. Number two, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. And number one, The Original Recipe. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective.
1: <laughs> so our 1 and 10 were both the same. And you forgot about Kick-Ass 2? I forgot about me, myself, and Irene. Mm. That that definitely would have made the list if I remembered that one. But <laughs> Ace Ventura, the first Ace Ventura. To this day, I still laugh at the, quote, warning, assholes are closer than they appear.
0: Hey, Ace. Yeah, Dad? You got any more that go? <laughs>
1: That's none of your goddamn business, and I really wish you'd stay out of my personal affairs.
0: You're a weird guy, Ace. A weird guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's punching out the Eagle's mascot. Beat <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him on the Jumbotron <laughs> pinning the guy and about to hit him.
0: Oh, dude, that was stupid. Oh, man. Finkel Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel,
1: Finkel Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel.
0: Einhorn's Finkel a man.
1: Is Einhorn. <laughs> Einhorn's a man. He's like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he starts playing the, cr- the music, of okay? you yeah. <laughs> He jumps in the st- he jumps in the shower. He, br- he throws his clothes at the in the dumpster and burns it. And starts it jumps in the shower but
1: and, <laughs> and let's let's not forget the sliding door. The whole ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh man And oh God and when he when he or when he shows the police that what that what he's saying is true about Einhorn. He's like, that's why Roger Verdacker's dead. He found Captain Winky. And they're all... <laughs> and they're, they're all spitting. And they're like... Yeah. I was like, damn. It's like, she, she got around.
0: Oh, dude. That was so messed up.
1: Oh, man. That, that was funny as hell. But, um... yeah um you know man on the moon look he did it he did an all right job it's just not my top five of jim carrey movies well
0: it's not my top five that's why it it made the list yeah and like i said if i would have remembered kick-ass 2 kick-ass 2 might have messed around and made the list
1: yeah honestly it's just it's how i feel with me myself and irene if i remembered that movie Man on the Moon wouldn't have made the cut, and me, myself, and Irene would have been on there. Right. But next one, this is is another one that we did that I'm also curious about. Harrison Ford movies. Because we've hit some heavy hitters in the past, but this one's going to be... This one I thought was going to be tricky as hell. So most votes by you guys are actually about a tie between... Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Blade Runner, followed by Empire Strikes Back, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Star Wars A New Hope, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Return of the Jedi, Fugitive, Patriot Games, Air Force One, American Graffiti, Clear and Present Danger, Morning Glory, Hollywood Homicide, Ender's Game, and Witness. And somehow American Graffiti ended up on there twice. Regarding Henry, Force 10 from Navarone, and The Conversation. Alright, so my list as it stands. Number 10, Morning Glory. Number 9, Clear and Present Danger. Number 8, American Graffiti. Number 7, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Number six, Air Force One. Number five, Patriot Games. Number four, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Number three, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I know. Shocker. Empire's not my number one. Number two, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And my number one, I Didn't Kill My Wife, The Fugitive. T5, your thoughts and your list.
0: Uh, I'm just going to lead off with this. I cheated because I put all the Indiana Jones movies together, and I put all the Star Wars movies together because my damn list would have been like 50% Indiana Jones movies and like Star Wars movies, and I think that's doing – I feel like that's doing Harrison Ford a huge disservice because I have so many other movies that I liked that weren't him playing Han Solo and or uh, Doctor Doctor Jones. So I cheated. So there.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's your. What do you got? Uh, number
0: ten, American Graffiti. Number nine, Blade Runner. Number eight. Apocalypse Now, number seven, Patriot Games, number six, Regarding Henry, number five, Clear and Present Danger, number four, Air Force One, number three, The Fugitive, number two, Star Wars, number one, Indiana Jones.
1: Wait, which Indiana Jones?
0: That's what I'm saying. I cheated.
1: So you use I the whole series? Oh, okay, you use I the. I put whole- all Indiana Jones together because
0: I, like I said, I would have had all three of the damn movies on there from Indiana Jones. Uh, I, I feel some sort of way about the Crystal Skull, but that's, that's the other here and over there. But um, yeah. I would have had Indiana Jones up and down this damn thing the same way with Star Wars. And I would have had to take off some of the other movies. And then I would have felt upset. And I've been bashing myself. And I'm I'm not here for that. I don't need that type of negativity. So I just went ahead and put all the Star Wars movies together and all the Indiana Jones movies together and put them in the one and the two spot.
1: All right. Yeah. The way my strategy was, I wanted to shoot for, um, I tried, I wanted to try and spread it out much, I mean, it's, otherwise I would have put Jedi, New Hope, and Empire on that list, but I had to, instead I went with picking one of the two, or one of the three. And I went, I only went with three Indiana Jones movies because I wanted to leave out Crystal Skull it wasn't understandable and air force 1 and patriot games there was no way I was doing that list and not having those in there right but so that, that's my list and last crusade i had i mean of the original 3 indiana jones movies raiders and last crusade are probably my f- favorite of the of the 3
0: mine too
1: I mean, come on, Last Crusade, you had him and Sean Connery together. What's not to like? As his father, no less.
0: Dr. Jones, yes?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And Morning Glory, the reason why I threw that one in there, even though it was on the 10th spot. One, I'm a sucker for Rachel McAdams. Two, his character cracked me up. As basically this Tom Brokaw like reporter, and he's a dick. So that's my reasoning on that one. But um And you know it this was another one where there was a wide range of movies you could have gone with. I mean, Devil Zone was not his best, but it was made. I mean, it's still one that I remembered that he did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: even though Brad Pitt God love him he had the most horrid Irish accent I've ever heard in a movie <laughs> so that's our those are our lists for bite this this week so I'm gonna fire the first shot for ones for the next for next episode this is another one we we've, we've yet to do Morgan Freeman movies
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see because, God, I loved him in the Dark Knight trilogy, but oh man, Shawshank Redemption—that's a heavy hitter.
0: Man, if if Lean on Me is not on your list, we can't be friends anymore.
1: Oh no, that's a top fiver for sure.
0: I don't need that type of negativity in my
1: life. No, no, Mr. <laughs> Mister no. Clark. <laughs> Oh, man. Lean on me is definitely a top fiver. But, oh, man. I mean, and this, you know, with the Dark Knight trilogy, the second that I find out that he, that you find out he's playing Lucius Fox, I'm just like, oh, I'm so in.
0: Hell yeah. I was like, dude, I was already pulling up. Y'all just, y'all just solidified the parking spot right there.
1: Yep. He even cracked me up in Ted too. I mean, when Ted just goes, I just want to lay on a bed made of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> like you, people look at you, Ted, and they see Justin Bieber. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm like, oh man. But yeah, that's gonna be a good one. All right, I'm trying to. Let's see. That, God, what? All right, we're going to have to turn to cuz I know you wrote down a lot of them. We're going to have to turn to the list.
0: Okay. Cuz I'm looking at it right oh,
1: now. Oh, wait. I do I did remember this one cuz I told you about this one this week since the Oscars were this past weekend. Favorite Oscar winning songs. And trust yeah, me, tr- Yep, and trust me, man, when you look at the one, just from the 80s alone, that was like a buffet table of of songs. Not only that you look at the ones that won and you're like, yeah, it makes sense, but you also think that any other year, the, other, the ones that were also nominated that didn't win could have also gotten it. Like Gloria Love was a nominee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it that so that'll take a little bit more effort but i'm i'm looking forward to that one and don't worry people if you can't come up with with them that's what the polls are for so i'll i'll put up the poll with the options and some of those and some of the ones that are on there may actually surprise you so those are the two submissions so t5 let's go to the list what what else we got
0: we have favorite Jamie Foxx movies.
1: Okay, yep. Yeah. We'll definitely do that one. All right.
0: Um, Music-wise, we have favorite Soundgarden songs.
1: Ooh. You know what? We've done Pearl Jam, we've done Stone Temple Pilots. Let's knock out Soundgarden. And to keep and to keep it specific, Soundgarden only, not Audio Slave.
0: Right.
1: That's I a, mean it's a complete Yeah,
0: that would that, was, that was definitely muddy the water. Right. We had to be like, what? We could add audio slave? Ooh, can we do twenty?
1: <laughs> right. So Plus, yeah. Audio Slaves is a completely different band, so... Right. Good band, but we want to focus on Soundgarden.
0: Soundgarden specific.
1: And just like with Pearl Jam, yes, you can... Temp- Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog, you can count that one, but that's as far as it goes in terms of leeway. Just because it was a supergroup of both Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. I'm not saying, yeah, we, it. that one yeah, will count.
0: Audio, audio Slave was like a whole different band.
1: Exactly. A super band like that combination was, that's different. Alright, so we got Oscar winning songs, we got Morgan Freeman movies, Jamie Foxx movies, and Soundgarden songs. Anything else you want to throw in? You think we're good.
0: I think that should keep us occupied.
1: Yeah, because I think the Oscar-winning one is going to take a lot more effort. So probably it keep it. It
0: is, yeah. Once you got, cause, cause I'm definitely going to want to be thorough. Yeah. Make sure I ain't you know, leave I didn't turn, turn around and look at the list. I mean, uh, the poll and be like, son of a, that won an Oscar. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. That I'm gonna have to redo my list. Yeah. Be mad. So
1: A couple yeah, I can throw I out. A couple I can throw out there. The best that you can do from Arthur—that's an Oscar winner. That one's not that shocking, though, is it? Mm-mm. Um, take my breath away from Top Gun—that's an Oscar winner.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's definitely a good one.
1: Um, what a feeling from Flashdance is a winner. Noob, I—I I mean I didn't think that. I mean. didn't think that song would be the one to do it, but um, I've had the time my life from Dirty Dancing, also an Oscar winner.
0: Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at some of these lists, man.
1: Yep. And uh, I think it was Sooner or Later from Dick Tracy by Madonna, also an Oscar winner.
0: Man, I haven't listened to that song in years. I haven't watched Dick Tracy in years.
1: Yep, I know. So yeah, like like you go on Wikipedia and you look up Oscar winning uh, or, or Academy Award winning songs or something like that, mm-hmm. and you start you see that one and you're like, damn. And Blaze of Glory was a nominee, but it didn't win.
0: Wow, I'd like to see who beat that one out. Yeah,
1: I forgot which one beat it out, but I remembered seeing that. And I was like, oh, come on. But yeah, that that will surprise you. And of course you got the you got Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King. That's not a shocker.
0: No, not at all. Not at all.
1: Okay, that speaking of which that reminds me. Won't do that next episode, but add this one to the list cuz we definitely have not covered this one. Elton John. I don't think we've done Elton John songs.
0: I don't think we did.
1: Keep that one as an option. Also, I don't think we've done... Because I was watching The Untouchables. I don't think we've done Kevin Costner.
0: No, we have not.
1: So, definitely do that one. Man, you want to talk about a classic movie, The Untouchables. That was a freaking classic.
0: We were just talking to my pops about uh, The Untouchables just the other day, man.
1: I mean... God, yeah, Sean Connery, Kevin Costner, De Niro, and Andy Garcia. You, how you you don't beat that cast?
0: Man, uh, that was that was gold,
1: dude. Pure gold, and plus you got De Niro playing playing Al Capone. Woo. I'm pretty. I could have sworn we've done De Niro movies. I
0: don't wanna say yeah, cuz I cause you I You know think what? I remember, keep I it as I an option. Good, I think it, I remember having Goodfellas as my number one. If we did, I I'm not a hundred percent sure.
1: Keep it as an option, and if we haven't, we may have to pull we may have to revisit that one. Because I could tell yeah. you one that would definitely make it's a top fiver easily to me of De Niro movies because I watched it the other night, Midnight Run.
0: Right. We might have. I think we might have talked about Midnight Run. And I and I do. I think I You know, we having, might. You might be I right. I remember having Goodfellas on the top of my list.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right on that one. Yeah, Mid- <clears throat> Midnight Run, Goodfellas, those are the, always the heavy hitters. So, um, <clears throat> all right, so we got, those are the four that we got. We got Morgan Freeman, Academy Award-winning songs, Jamie Foxx movies, and songs by Soundgarden. Yeah. And like I said, people, dig it when you... You're you'll probably be surprised by a lot of the ones that are listed on the poll that that were Academy Award winners. Now we're gonna keep it like from '80s onward. We're not gonna go all the way down to like the anything before from 1979 and below. That's just gonna take too damn long.
0: The Roaring Fifties.
1: Exactly. Let's get. I mean, T Five and I are gonna put a lot of work with this one alone. We gotta set a little boundary somewhere with that. Not we're sure as hell not gonna go all the way to the 30s with this shit. <laughs> no song, no 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 lyrics. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, come on, even we got limits. Alright, so closing thoughts for the night. Got a couple of things. First off, shout out to Jerry Rocha of The Ramble. You nope. Know, I'm not I mean, those that here listen to the Ramble know what he's going through right now. Like like I posted earlier this week, man. Fight Jerry, fight. You got this. And myself, as part of the Ramble Radio listeners, we all got your back, man. And the other thing, some songs don't age well. The song 17 by Winger, you listen to those lyrics real carefully, that song really doesn't age well. (laughs) Seriously, man, it's creepy as shit when he's saying she's only 17, and I'm like, oh my god. You're a grown man, you're talking about nailing a 17-year-old. I mean, it's just really, really, I'm like, this is just wrong on every level. I mean... Listen, I'm only 17 but I'll show you love like you've never seen she's only 17 <laughs> daddy says she's too young but she's old enough for me oh my god <laughs> seriously you man
0: a predator ass.
1: <laughs> I know it's like and why is cancel culture not going after this shit like, I don't like the looks no, I don't like the sound of this neither, damn. What the hell? Nobody's
0: messing with Winger. Oh my god, we're gonna go after R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and damn near everybody else. But heaven forbid we go attack Winger.
1: Yeah. It it's Hands
0: like off of Winger.
1: It's like somebody says, What you never what, you never went after you never dreamt of a 17-year-old? Yeah, when I was 16 or 17.
0: Right.
1: That that, cap, that crap kind of stops when you turn 18 onward.
0: Ooh, man, you kind of start questioning yourself, right? You're like, yeah, I must have to start carding these girls. Yeah. Well, Got uh, to make sure. Uh. It gets creepy after a while, folks. It's a little thing called a conscience, you know? You got to have some sort of type of moral standards there. You can't be all Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused, dude. You got to, bruh, dude, that is so, to catch a (laughs) predator-ish.
1: Seriously, I mean, I'm like, the fact that they got away with those lyrics, I'm like, man.
0: And nobody had a problem with this.
1: <laughs> Jeez, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason Winger was never a a heavy hitter band in the '80s.
0: Oh my god, dude! It it on top of that, it was the '80s. Like, if you weren't like doing songs about partying and drugs, you were doing this. So I guess they took the lesser of two evils. They're like, hey. At least they're not singing about drugs.
1: <laughs> well, at least we one as much bashing as we do about Starship. At least they had a limit and weren't talking about <laughs> statutory rape.
0: Yeah, Starship, they they were they were corny, but yeah, at least they weren't like
1: <laughs> They yeah. had limits. They got limits to the, to that stuff, man. I'll give them
0: that. That's about the best thing you're gonna hear me say about Starship. At least they were. They may have been corny, but at least they weren't corny and preying on underage teenagers.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just. They
0: kept their corniness to adults.
1: It's like they did. They did Sarah. <laughs> I think they. They. I think they just said we did Sarah. I think that's as close as we'll get. <laughs> but man, They kept
0: their corniness to adults. They kept. They had their limits.
1: Yeah, but listening to that
0: <laughs>
1: listening to that song, I was just like, this is so wrong. <laughs> so those are my no closing...
0: No had a problem with this. That's, that's how they rocked in the 80s. No one had a problem with this.
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. Uh, I don't have any other closing thoughts besides that, because I'm not going to... I don't think I could possibly top that 17 by winger is creepy as fuck.
0: Dude, I think you just wore me out. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> that wasn't even my hot topic. And I think oh, I'm tapped out. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't even follow that up. <laughs> I don't no. uh,
1: I think it's more of who would want to.
0: <laughs> I was like, you know what? Game. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Like the second that I read off the chorus of that song, we were just like, "What in the absolute fuck?" <laughs> like, man. Uh-oh,
0: you got to be kidding. I know I said this before already, but nobody had a
1: problem with this. They were It was like, "What? Did the guitar hypnotize the people or something?" Damn. Cuz yeah, they were
0: they're too busy singing along. Oh, this is catchy as hell. You do know what you're singing, right? Yeah, she's only 17. But you do know what they're singing about, right? Yeah, this is
1: jail. <laughs> it, it's like or if some if the defense is, well what how's this different from hot for teacher? Oh please, who hasn't had at least one teacher in their in their adolescent life that they didn't crush on?
0: Dude, everybody's had at least one hot teacher. It's like if you <clears> had <throat> one, you were blessed.
1: <laughs> Come on, dur- we were. It was our teen years. We were basically a testosterone time bomb. Of course, we're going to be thinking that crap. It's not like the yeah. teacher is fantasiz- fantasizing about the teen. Yeah,
0: it's not like you were singing about the. The the teacher fantasizing about the teenager dude. It's not like the inverse. Like like got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for my student.
1: <laughs> I was about to say that it's hot for teacher, not hot for student.
0: Gonna see you in the kitchen.
1: Like no, oh. Uh-uh. Okay, I think you, dude. Hot I...
0: for me. It's like no <laughs> way. Uh, uh-uh, it's not like that. It's hot for teacher. We've all had that one hot teacher. Come
1: on. Al. Oh, man. That,
0: that's not reasonable.
1: I think you found a way to da- how you followed up ripping on 17 by Winger <laughs> <laughs> is, is hot for student. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, that's how I mean, you top that,
0: somebody, man. I'm not surprised Weird, Weird Al or, or somebody hasn't come out with that song yet. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Give him him five minutes.
0: With all the weirdo teachers they have preying on students, I'm not surprised nobody (laughs) has come out with a hot for
1: students. (laughs) You know, speaking of which, I definitely think that's one we haven't done that we may have to do in the future. I don't think we've done Weird Al songs.
0: Oh, man, we so need to do
1: Weird Al songs. Okay, not next episode, but the one after. We need to make that one a must.
0: I'm about to mother it down
1: right now. Yeah, Weird triple bad. line that one. We gotta get that one in. Hell
0: yeah.
1: Because I'm not sure where I rank it, but I know one of my favorites that's definitely a top fiver would have to be Smells Like Nirvana. <laughs> now, oh, man. Now we're mumbling and we're playing, but I don't know what I'm singing. And... Dude, he had a Dick Van Patten in almost every video he did. You notice that? No. uh If you, like, in glimpses, like, he was in the Bedrock Anthem video. He's in the crowd at one point of uh, Smells Like Nirvana with a sandwich in his hand. And one of the people, and the guy next to him just knocks the sandwich out.
0: Wow, I need to go back and look.
1: So yeah, we de- that one's a definite must. That's Man, another.
0: Thanks, thanks to Winger for reminding us to do, <laughs> to do weird
1: Knew they had to be good for something. It sure as hell wasn't their music.
0: For creeping, up, creeping us out. Maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hope it doesn't ruin. I was, it.
0: Not, I was not expecting this this afternoon to be creeped out by a damn Winger song.
1: Yeah, well, I hope for their sake this doesn't ruin their uh their solid uh county fair gig warming up for Foreigner. <laughs> oh, oh man. Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey. You leave Foreigner out. Of this. <laughs> oh, foreigner
1: uh, wait. Wait, check Wait, check that. County Fair gig. Check that. Not their, it's
0: their gig
1: at the their gig at the Riverboat. Hallelujah. <laughs> check that. It's not Check that. i I actually made a mistake. It's not Foreigner. It's Semi-Sonic. Oh, 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 oh man. It's a
0: Foreigner cover band. <laughs> oh, they're blowing at, the at the Blue Note Casino.
1: <laughs> they're, they're warming up for a cover band of poison. <laughs> we need a ride home. Oh man! Oh man! Our van's not working. We <laughs> Oh god! Oh man! Yeah, the, the, no.
0: we're, we're gonna need we're gonna need that payment beforehand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no, coupons for hot dog on a stick will not work this time.
0: What? All the blue crabs we can eat at the buffet? <laughs> sure, I'm
1: in. Man. <laughs> I gotta say, this if there was a Hall of Fame, this may be the Hall of Fame of closing moments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it ain't if it ain't Scott Bale, it's gotta be Winger.
1: We've ripped on we've ripped on Winger, made a Starship reference, and we also ripped on Semisonic. Damn, <laughs> they didn't
0: do nothing to nobody.
1: <laughs> nope. Just only produced one hit that got ridiculous of airplay. They just—they
0: just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: And I think we even made a poison reference too. Yeah, you threw poison in Man. there. And Dick Van Patten. Oh, jeez. You know what? I just thought—I thought of one other list we may have to do in the future. Motley Crue.
0: Wow, you got that from Poison, didn't you?
1: Yep, I did. <laughs> <laughs> The last I checked, Brent Michaels didn't kill a guy. Oh, not tonight. Nah, that, Come on, I've al- I've already. I've already ripped on Winger. I gotta stop it at that point. Come on.
0: Not tonight. Give it a rip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can save it for another episode to rip on Vince Neal. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh geez. Alright, with that being said, people.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. We gotta we gotta do a rock
1: alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna go back and look at all the girls they had for rock alone. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: Oh my god, like he's like like I get to wear his bandana tonight.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, th- this is what happens when there are no rules except anarchy rules, people.
0: Oh my god! I, and I apologize for all of the uh, Brett Michael groupies that tried out for Rock of Love that are listening to the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That show was
1: wild. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: That show was so problematic. (laughs) All these, oh, man. You had young groupies. You had old groupies. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, oh, man. (laughs) With that being said, people, we'll be back the next week. He's Travis Smith. I'm Sean Williams. This has been Variety Bites, and we out of here. Cheers.
0: Cheers, groupies. (laughs) You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.